Now everyone's making it in film and TV, but we don't really know how. Here we uncover the truth. Welcome to the Your Cinema Podcast. Welcome to the Your Cinema Podcast today. It's the place where we explore the truth about the film and TV industry and theatre and we hear it directly from those who are smashing it in their areas. Um, Our guest today, now you guys all know him, he's got two hit series under his belt, uh, both of which are on Netflix now, um, both of which also give us a great insight into different aspects of our culture, as well as him being in a number of critically acclaimed shorts. Um, Today, I also realised that he's actually been acting for over a decade, which is huge, and really, he's still only getting started, in my opinion. Um, I introduce to you Malcolm Camulet. What's going on, bro? How are you? Thank you for having me, man. Thank you for having me. I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. How are you, man? I am good, you know. I'm good. I'm good. Um, over the Christmas break, I caught up on Champion, right? Um, I should have seen it when it first came out, but... I nah, was no stress. Up. Everyone's going to get around to it when they get around to it, man. That's the thing about TV series, I believe, anyway. I feel like there's always like a... There's always like a dry period and then everyone's just like, oh, let's see what's going on with this. So, yeah, that's yeah everyone's going to get yeah. right. That's what happened. Yeah, that's what happened. Thank you. Um, yes, I feel a lot better. Um, <laughs> but, <laughs> but no, do you know what? It surprised me um, a lot. I'll, I'll touch on it later. But I think... In the lead up to that, right, I'm going to start because everyone knows, yeah, cool, you were in top way and it was amazing. Um, I want to pick up from the end of like season two, right? Like, I want to know, like, just to start off with, like, where were you at, like, personally, maybe career right, career wise in that in, in that time and period? Uh, just after season two, I, like, I feel like, yeah, we touched on it. Quite, quite a, a little bit before we we started this, but I, I yeah. feel like yeah, around that period I was obviously in college still, so I was <clears throat> in a process of yeah, so I was in a process of of um, finishing basically a sports science diploma, so I was mm-hmm. kind of following that pathway as well as keeping my options open. So it was a bit of both, like still dabbling. Obviously, I was always a footballer. This mm-hmm. is like nothing new to to anybody that knows me. So I was always a footballer from young. That was like my main thing. And that was in the area I was from, everyone was kind of like the same. Like we're all trying to be ballers or whatever, rappers or whatever the case may be. Yeah. So like, yeah, f- playing football, like writing music and these type of things was always something that I did as a kid and I followed. Mm-hmm. So that was kind of where my head was at. Acting was more like a, I enjoy drama in school and, and, and things of that nature. So it, it stumbled across my lap rather than me kind of seeking it. And obviously... Yeah. It's a great thing that it has done that. Do you know what I mean? But um, at the time, I was in college finishing my diploma. So um, it was a bit of like a kerfuffle because I think in the, in the beginning, it was it was more so a case of just having um, a lack of information, if that makes sense. It was like a, yes. I did season one and, and it was a brilliant season, of course, and, and a brilliant experience to be in that season. But um, a lot of the times, uh, obviously to my detriment, I wouldn't seek information, but I wouldn't know that this is something I need to be doing. Or when I'm having conversations with people, it's it's not really like, it's, it's more like we're just bantering or whatever the case may be. I'm young, do you know what I mean? Like I'm 14 at the time. So like my headspace is quite immature. It's not really in the space of, oh, let me network and let me leave with like your number. And like, do you know what I mean? I weren't really like that. I weren't that way inclined. I was just more so like having fun with it, 
doing what I needed to do. Do you know what I mean? Um, and yeah, over time, it was more so like complimentary rather than like information. It was like, you're, you're a great actor, you know, or you're really good at what you do and you should make sure you carry on doing this. And it was not, it was more of that and less of you need this and you should really get this or have you thought about having this? And, and obviously I understand that um, information is, is, is a transferable thing. It's like um, transactional, sorry. I understand mm -hmm. information is transactional. I understand, obviously, if you don't know, you ask and all these type of things. But um, putting myself in my shoes back then, I don't think I was armed with like that information to know to do that. So, yeah, yeah. I just think it was just uh, uh, both sides kind of the way they both played in hand of like not having information given to me and also not asking for information, I guess just left me in a place of like not knowing what to do after so yeah I think I just went about my business still kind of following like the pathway of sports and and understanding if if something like this comes along again then of course I'm all ears do you know what I mean but I think to give a bit of context uh Top Boy obviously uh, come across my lap because my drama teacher at the time Marnie Crimble uh God bless her had given us the open audition to go to Top Boy and she really thought we was good actors at the time and she <clears throat> she trusted us so she was like yeah this would be a good opportunity for you guys to get your face on the map if, if one of you happened to get a role do you know what I mean it was just like a shot in the dark and it happened to I guess six months later with the process happening it happened to give me the role and and um it it, it was also like I guess that expectancy like almost oh this is how it happens isn't it so like the next time I guess there's just going to be another open audition and like I'm just going to so it's that, it's like, like all of those things meshing together just led me in like a place of like, okay, just keep doing what I was doing and mm. hopefully another something comes along. Do you know what I mean? So I don't think I ever had like the information to know how to move forward, et cetera. So yeah, I guess being in college at the time, I was still just following that. Just like, oh, what happens after this? And like, let's just finish this. And once I finished college, um, I've got a brilliant mum, of course, who, who was telling me, look, look, I think you should get an agent. Do you know what I mean? So now she's giving me information like I'm not even kind of privy to. So I'm like, oh, you know what? Let me actually start seeing what this is about and whatnot. And I ended up being in my gap year of like deciding whether I'm going to university or going to get an agent. And then mm -hmm. like we just kind of made a decision together that like, I'm going to go seek an agent. I'd rather do that than, than go to uni because I just don't think it's going to offer me anything that I need right now, especially where I'm going towards. And, that was where like the initial light bulb clicked where it's like, okay, cool, information. So that was my information era, mm. so you understand? So I feel like after college, it was like, that's when I started to get into the information era, which is quite late given when I started, but then it's mm. also a case of, I guess, not having those conversations, not um, touching on those things with people and not being told things by people either. So it's like, like I said, a two-way street. So um, yeah, after that, I was in my information era. So now it was like, a, okay, have the confidence to have the conversation. Like, okay, talk to people. Okay, good. I ask this question and seek this and ask that and, and do some research yourself. And blah, blah, blah. so it started to become like, like anything you do, if you do it like enough times, you start to get, it's clockwork now. Now you realize what, what's going on and, and you start to discover parts of yourself that you didn't know were there. Like you understand, oh, I can hold a conversation. Oh, I could do this. Oh, like, I'm quite confident. Oh, you, like, you have these little pep talks with yourself. Do you know what I mean? As, as time goes on and you realize that all it was was a conversation away. Do you know what I mean? All it was was a question away. All it was was the confidence to just ask a question and say this and say that. Now in this day and age, I'll 
if I need to know something, yeah, yeah yo, what, what's this? Um, what does that mean? I don't care. I'll ask any question because I, I'd rather learn than, 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 than pretend to know or like mm. act like I know it all or, or, or act like I don't need any more knowledge. Of course, you always need knowledge. Do you know what I mean? But um, yeah, I kind of got more in the information era, and um, uh, with that being armed with that, I obviously got with an agency, mm. which was quite boutique at the time, and um. Mm. My personal experience at the agency wasn't 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 great, but to my expectations at the time, I didn't know what great was. Do you understand? Okay. So I think it was more like a like for instance, actors will know what I'm saying. Maybe I'll get like a tape or two tapes, maybe every other month, and that's ridiculous. But to an actor um, who who doesn't know that, that's sounding like oh like. So when I'm telling my brethren, it's like, like, are you sure you're at the right place and all this type of stuff? And it's casting doubt and things are happening where it's like, oh, but then you're just still kind of like, you're in your early, you've got information, but it's, it's only so much. So it's like, I'm not knowing who to jump ship to or who to look towards as a, like a, a stepping stone and all this type of stuff. I know who my bucket list are, but they seem so far-fetched at this point. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So it's like, um, it's like just trying to find... I guess the confidence to be like, leave this situation, especially yeah. when it was so hard to find in the first place. Do you know what I mean? So it's, it was a catch 22 of like being somewhere that it was like a, almost like a toxic relationship, isn't it? Like being somewhere where you know it ain't good for you, but you're still holding on and you're still like, it was kind of like that. So I was in that with this, with this um, said agency. And like, yeah. it just became a thing where I just knew that to take the next step to actually do what I was like. I now believe is my purpose. Mm. I need to actually leave this place. So I actually did a five year stint with that agency. So it was like from after college till about maybe 2018, 2019. So it was weird that I was in the industry, but because of the lack of opportunities that were coming my way and, mm. and the lack of like being able to push me the way I, I should have been pushed, I believe, yeah. and, and things of that nature and being in like such a boutique place that didn't, I guess, have the connections that, a, a major would have yeah um, I just was basically in a bit of like a I guess a shrubbery like I was just in a bit of like a a purgatory do you know what I mean yeah. so people ask where have you been like where have you been I was always there it was just like I wasn't being considered because I weren't in the right places in the right rooms do you know what I mean so like I said again it was like another thing of like it's just one step away it's one something away do you know what I mean so I always arm myself with that, know, knowing that was always like the confidence booster for me to kind of know like, okay, keep going. But um, what had happened now is um, after like the five year stint, I'd left that agency. I finally found the confidence to like, yo, you know what, this is it, like, I've got to do this. So yeah. I, I left the agency. But um, uh, not to my knowledge, obviously lockdown and then like COVID and all this type of stuff had ended up happening maybe like two months after that. So it's like in the midst of trying to get a new agency and I, and I was quite loyal, I believe, because I didn't do like the jump ship already lock in with another agent and then yeah, leave. Yeah, I was yeah. like, no, I'm good enough to just leave and mm -hmm. attract someone. So I was mm -hmm. like, yeah, like I left and I was a free agent and then I tried to go get representation because mm -hmm. I just tried to be keep uh, business honest because I feel like that's yeah. what you're basically meant to do anyway. Do you know mm -hmm. what I mean? So um, me doing that, obviously kind of shot myself in the foot because COVID's come around, um, lockdowns have come around, 
agencies are now saying that we're not taking anyone on. We're not taking anyone on. We're not taking anyone on. And as, as you can imagine, this became a two-year thing. So now I'm a, I'm a free agent for two years. But I'm getting, like, I'm getting, like, some really good casting directors and, like, opportunities, like, looking for me whilst I'm a free agent. So I'm, like, I'm getting more by myself than I was getting, like, at the agency. So it was just weird. It was, like, it just, I don't know if it was, like, an influx of it just happening in that moment or whatever, but all of a sudden I started to just feel that spark again, like, oh, right, cool. Because, you know, you go through the free agency period and nothing's really coming your way and it feels like, oh, you know what, man, this is crazy. Like, I'm in a mad space. But then all of a sudden you get a tape. That's a really good tape. You're like, bro, they're still looking for me. Yeah, okay, cool. This is oh, good. And then you get the next one and you're like, okay, yeah. Then the next one comes, you're like, right, you know what? Say no more. And then that was when I just kind of locked in for me. So it's weird. People always ask me, like, when did you decide that you want to be an actor? Honestly, mm. I don't think I decided I want to be an actor. Like, yeah. actually, like, kill this field. Like, maybe until, like, 2020 2021 or something like that so i've been doing this for well over 10 years but half of my career was like misinformation or lack of information so it was like i didn't really have the knowledge in the first half of my career that's why i see the second half of my career as the first half of my career if that makes sense Got it's you. almost like yeah. and that's why for me it's like the longevity is crazy now i know where i'm going i know what's going on it's, it's like it's insane but at the same time um yeah, it's just all about having that trust when nothing's happening. So, um, uh, by the grace of God, um, Champion had come across my table. Mm. So I got the audition in, in August 2021, I believe. And um, it was like a time, it was a time when I wasn't really getting much as well. So I was like, oh, something needs to come. Like, do you know what I mean? But um, certain conversations had been had and I'd been mentioned and, and all of a sudden like the, the audition was with me and I just knew I, I saw it and I knew because also again to give you some context mm -hmm. um I had a really close friend to me called Champion Gander who died in 2013 god bless him he passed away um so like just me seeing a role called Champion mm. and, and, and BBC are producing it and he's a rapper who's had a bit of a troubled past and like these are elements that was of my friend and I was like you know what there's no way God would basically give me um him in another form if that makes sense if it wasn't for me so me I called my mum me confident as hell you know like, just with the tape I ain't even done it yet I ain't even shot it I called my mum I said to my mum mum listen I think I'm back you know she said um she said um what do you mean what do you mean I said yeah, look I got a tape called champion yeah there's no way that God would give me this if it wasn't for me She's like, no way you got to take cool champion. Yeah, it has to be yours. So the, even from that conversation alone, the foundation was set in my mind. So it's like, if I didn't get it, Jesus, God knows. But um, I was very confident about it from day one. It was something that I, I didn't even know who I was up against. I didn't know like who I ha was going to have to face or whatever the case may be. But I just knew that whoever's going to come, whatever's going to come, I'm going to be able to just do my best. Basically. Yeah, it's basically like, I, I was like, I just tunnel vision. I was like, this is me. It doesn't matter what's going on. This is me. Do you know what I mean? And I just had that from day one, honestly, from my first tapes, from, 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 I had to rap, like raps to send to them as well. And things of that nature. I was in my bag for everything. I was like, I'm not letting this go. Do you know what I mean? There was something about it that was just, that kept attracting me to it. And obviously I was a free agent as well. So it was like, the hunger was like even more. It was almost like the, the treating it like you ain't going to get a next opportunity. Do you know what I mean? Because you don't know when the next opportunity is going to come for real at that point. 
when you've got an agent, you've got that safety net of, yeah, well, if I don't get this, I'll probably get a next tape next week. And do you know what I mean? You've got that safety net. But when you ain't got an agent and you're liaising by yourself and you're online scrolling for open castings and you're looking for all the people that you've worked with in the past and you're trying to see what they're doing, like, you've got to create that opportunity yourself. You've got to get out there and put yourself out there. You've got to try and seek that information. Do you know what I mean? So, um, auditions were definitely few and far between after that. Do you know what I mean? But, um, yeah, I'd, I'd say the champion run was great. Every audition, I just felt more confident, more like I knew him more and more. Like, I understood this guy on another level. It just became more apparent to me. Do you know what I mean? Who he was. And, and yeah, the process just started to feel, like, easier towards the end. It started to feel like I was getting in some more of, 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 um, I guess, uh, a consistency with him. Okay. So, yeah, okay. ended up yeah. getting the role in December, which I think was about August, I'm not talking about, so five months later. So, mm-hmm. ended up getting the role, five-month process. It was quite a strenuous process because there was, like, quiet periods and there was times where you wouldn't hear from people and, and then all of a sudden, like, yeah, like, they popped up and they're, like, back again. And you're like, okay, cool, I'm still in the runnings. Do you know what I mean? So, um, yeah. it was it was quite... A, a, a strenuous but amazing period because you you just you felt the family elements before we even got into the process mm-hmm. of casting. Do you know what I mean? You felt all yeah. of that. You 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 felt you was creating a bond with people before you even started rolling. The cameras started rolling, and that was really interesting for me. And that was really important for what the foundations of it was because even now it's it's flying really high. It's doing really well. We're top ten in the UK and Netflix. We're top two in Jamaica. Like we're, we're we're doing really good numbers. And I think that's that's also just a testament to to how well we bonded and, and how much of a family unit we created beforehand. Like, if you look, you can see me and my brother, Mehmet. Yeah. It's yeah, in my yeah. mother's house. So you know it's real when you're in my mother's house. <laughs> so it's like, you know what I mean? It's like um, the bond was amazing between us and we, we were able to, to create something special, something that I can say will definitely last forever in my heart, in my mind, in my soul. And yeah, give us the season two. Give us the season two. <laughs> <I'm saying. laughs> Netflix, BBC. <laughs> we deserve it. I love that. Come I on, come that. on, come on. We got a yeah, promo. <laughs> but yeah, honestly, I, um the process was amazing. And then to get the role in December just topped it off. It was it was it was brilliant. And then um I was able to 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 take that leverage and, and and seek an agent and seek meetings and seek possibilities of like getting out of this free agency now. Do you know what I mean? Now that I've got mm-hmm. something under my belt, let me see what I can do with it. Do you know what I mean? And by the grace of God, I ended up signing with independent talent. Come Brilliant on. Agency. And I'm glad I'm glad to be a part of this family. Amazing family. And and to be fair, it was my bucket list agency from when I was telling you I had a bucket list in college. Mm-hmm. Independent was up there with like Troika and stuff yeah. like that when they were still an agency and things of that nature. Yeah. But Independent was number one because every time I like Google, who's the best agency? Who's the best? It'd be like Independent, Independent. So I'm like, okay, that's where I need to get. Do you know what I mean? So it was always in the back of my mind to to want to be a part of this family and and getting the opportunity to be a part of this family with an agent who understands me and 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 already knew kind of where he saw me and mapped out everything. It was just a, a brilliant move for me. It just felt like it was home for me already. Do you know what I mean? So yeah, just being there, it's amazing. So yeah, I managed to do that, turn over the leaf now. Now I've got representation and a role. So mm-hmm. it's, it's almost like things are starting to get into motion now. We're, we're getting mm-hmm. where, where I believe we should have been a long time ago. Do you know what I mean? So mm-hmm. it becomes that, that constant belief now. It's not just a, 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 a day-to-day thing. It's unwavering. It's like every minute. Yeah, yeah we believe wow. in ourselves every minute now. So, now we're in this process of now waiting 
to shoot the thing. You know how it is, you get the role now, we're waiting for production to happen. Oh, that, there's that four or five month gap where you're like, I just want this to start tomorrow. Do you know what I mean? And then, yeah, like I, for me, the process of being in um, the process of being in the actual um, film world again, if you like, and on set and yeah, stuff, yeah. it took me a minute. Like the first two weeks, I was kind of just like, okay. Mm. And then it just clicked one day, I was like, okay, we're back. Mm. And yeah, it's just haven't really turned um, uh, uh, my back on it since. It's just been the same. I've just been approaching everything I've done, all the short films after that. We've just been approaching it with greatness. Anything I've basically touched since is just had a consistent layer of, of trust in myself. So I just understand now what I am, who I am, where I need to be, what I need to be doing. And and I think that's just improved me a lot all around as a person. It's improved my, my, my skills. It's improved the way I communicate. It's improved the, the way I see things. It's, it's just improved mm. a lot about my craft. And I'm a very, very... Um, I feel like I'm a very attention to detail type of person i'm very okay. observant in that way where i will criticize myself to the limit do you know what i mean i'm my biggest mm. critic no one's gonna criticize me more than me do you know what i mean nobody mm. so i feel like I, I i always look for the fine print and everything i always try to refine things and and make them like you could say it's perfectionism if you like but i, mm. I don't like to use that word but i feel like it's it's almost something in and around do you know what i mean yeah. but yeah and process has been excellent um Ended up shooting champion, brilliant process uh, with with what I would consider my forever family. Mm. It was amazing. Every day of it was amazing. Being on that set, being around those people, just just like yeah, just even I if I remember, it. it's crazy. There were so many good days on that set. It was unreal. Mm. Just yeah, we need to get that season two. <laughs> I'm gonna say it again. This the the second the second season two name drop. We need to get that season two because that set is brilliant. But um. It, I think it shows, honestly. Everyone watching it, I think it shows, honestly. It just shows how vibrant and, and amazing it was to film it and to be a part of that. And, yeah, it's given me, like, a new lease of life and, and uh, in I guess, in the film world again. And it's kind of, like, give me that re-entry because I feel like, great, I did Top Boy as a kid and, mm -hmm. and that was brilliant. And, and that role will forever be a legendary role. Renell yeah. Smith is, is gone, he's gone down in history. Do you know what I mean? But mm -hmm. also, it's also that... that 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 reemergence. I've been in a in a few shorts and cool. You've seen me like in a more adult adult form, yeah. In, in, in I guess smaller projects, but in my yeah. mind it was always like I need to come back as the adult in something major. So it just mm. yeah, man. It just all went hand in hand, and also like me just being somebody who proactively does music and mm. and stumbling across a role that that is asking me to do music. It was amazing for me. Like I was just touching on both of my talents. I'm like, yeah, this is. This is me, do you know what I mean? So, yeah, the process, everything about it, the aftermath, the the reviews, everything is well-deserved, honestly. Everything's well-deserved. And, yeah, I had a brilliant PR campaign off the back of it and things of that nature. So, yeah, it's just done wonders for me. And here we are, a year and a half later, mobile nominee, GQ Man of the Year. <laughs> and, and yeah, the, it's, the list is endless. We just we just keep going, man. Honestly, and that's all by the grace of God. Mm, this is. Do you know what? This is like. Yeah, I like what you said about the reemergence and that that quiet period just before this is all kicked off for you again. I found I found it quite interesting where you were talking about like champion came around when you didn't have an agent, right? 
So, like, how were you, like, negotiating or navigating those conversations? So, 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 where I tried to be smart about uh, what I was doing with myself yeah. is I said to myself, if I do get this role, I need to at least make sure by the time it's hitting the negotiation room, I have <laughs> representation. So, like, whether that be a lawyer or, or, or an actual agent, somebody's yeah. got to be there. Do you know what I mean? So yeah. that was just, like, the, my, my thinking. And, and obviously, what was good for me at the time was that negotiations actually take quite long to start. So yeah. I got the role in December, but I don't think they was negotiating until, like, maybe February. Do you know what I, I mean? And I was able to lock in my agent within, like, the two weeks of getting the role. Or maybe yes. the three weeks of getting a role, if you like. So... By the time the negotiations had come around, again, by the yes. grace of God, I had someone who actually knew what they was doing, looking at, <laughs> yes. looking at the books. Because I understand yeah. so much, and I, and I do read contracts very, very profusely, mm -hmm. and I, I understand mm -hmm. the jargon and things of that nature, because I always ask questions. I'm like, what does this mean? And what does this mean? And what does that mean? And what does that mean? Because I want to know how to, to, of course, do contracts myself at some point. Mm -hmm. But in the grand scheme of things, knowing what I was worth at that time is a different story. Knowing... Yeah. Knowing what my fee would be is a different story. Do you know what I mean? Um, and they was able to figure that out. They was able to hash it out to a great number. They was able to do whatever they was able to do. And and for me, I'm eternally grateful for things like that because it always it always bodes well on on I guess what you do next if somebody can I guess lock yeah. you in at a certain a number yeah. and do certain things. So it just bodes well for you in it in the, in the long run. And for me, I'm happy I had representation. Look at it because I might who knows I might have thought the first offer is the final offer and taking it or like or like yeah, try to renegotiate and and ask for a number that's bizarre so you, you never yeah, know exactly. do you know what i mean and sometimes you just need that professional eye to look at it and have people there so yeah i guess to answer your question to get over the line i definitely told myself like i need to <laughs> make sure i get representation how do i go about it had a really good mm. friend of mine who who's also an actor asked him what does he think I should do now that I have the role to get an agent and he was like just speak to people that know agents like producers and stuff and the first thing I thought was like oh I'm working with a producer on this right now let me have a call um spoke to my very good friend Joy Garoro and she just lined up some meetings for me there and then it was it was mm -hmm. really really quick it was quite instant mm -hmm. and for me it was like that's that was like the, the misinformation and the information era I'm telling you about where it's like if you don't ask questions if I didn't ask this lady this if I didn't ask my friend this, I wouldn't know nothing. Do you know what I mean? I would have just been sat there with a role, not knowing how to kind of navigate next. So yeah, it was, it was, it was. Um, it's it's always good to have people that are willing to give information as well. It's always good to have people that are willing to to hear your question or whatever, take you on board. So yeah, just always be mindful of the people that have give you time a day. That's what I would say as well, because those are the people that, in the long run, they're gonna be your people, man. Yeah, straight. Wow, 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 wow. So, Champion is this big, amazing experience and show, right? Um, I really didn't realise the magnitude of what BBC invested in it. Um, in And I talk about, I mean that in terms of like effort. I, I don't know the budget or whatever, but just actually flying to a different country and filming like a good chunk of the story like i was like are they serious okay all right i get it and the campaign was like a lot in terms of all the extra stuff that they did around music that you see on iplayer and that um and i, I wanted to know right because like you and you and deja are like the leads in this show mm -hmm. how different is that 
to being like a, a strong like supporting character in a series. How different is being a lead the joint yeah. leads to being a the, the a supporting to a lead? I think yeah. I think the difference is is they're probably quite subtle the differences. They're not they're not that major to be fair. Yeah. But I feel like at the same time they are. So it's a bit of a catch twenty two because yeah. I, obviously being a lead um it's like you're the two catalysts of the stories. Do you know mm. what I mean? So or being mm. joint lead, should I say? It's like you're the two yeah, catalysts yeah. of the stories. Whereas I guess being a supporting, you will be in and around the story a lot, but mm. it would obviously be centered around the one person, if that makes sense. Yeah. So I feel mm. like there's like an equal there's like an equal kind of like horse race going on with their storylines because it's almost yeah. like like a race for who can get to this stardom spot first and, and yeah, like yeah. I'm getting trying to get back there and she's trying to get there so it's almost like a mm. there is like the conflicting the, the antagonist protagonist kind of situation yeah. going on and obviously like um with my character because he suffers from mental health and 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 he's got PTSD and he suffers with panic attacks and he doesn't mm. really he doesn't really get that time to 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 understand who he is. And even when he does, he's quite naive in the sense that he won't go seek help, in the sense that he won't he won't go and like um try and better the decision that he made yesterday. Like he sometimes he's very naive in that sense. So so mm. with that, it's like um again drawing catalyst because then you get the opposite in Vita where she's very driven and she she knows what she wants to do and she doesn't falter with her decisions and 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 because she's such a people pleaser she doesn't get where she needs to go. But at the same yes. time, she deserves to get where she needs to go. Do you know what I mean? So it's, you get the, the 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 opposites in their characters. So they become mm-hmm. like separate catalysts of the story. And, and mm-hmm. if you watch it closely, you'll see that like Bosco, uh, they have like two bands of people. It's almost like two stories coinciding at once. Yeah. Yep. You see Bosco with a different set of characters and you see Vito with a different set of characters. Like Bosco will be the dad more. Vito will be the mum more. Vito mm-hmm. will be with Honey more. And Bosco will be with Mehmet more. And Vito will be with Laurent, and then Bosco will be with Chantel. Like it's like you mm. don't really, you don't really get them together as much as you think you do. Like, yes, you're right. They're, you're they're, right. they're quite separate in the story, even though they're together. Mm. If that makes sense, mm. and it's quite intelligent how they've done it because it's like as soon as the siblings, so you see them together, together, and as soon as like the rivalry kind of gets put into play, the stories start to separate but yeah. coincide at the same time. So mm-hmm. yeah, it's it's a, it's a quite brilliantly put together. But to answer your question, I think yeah, the difference, the major difference, would be mm-hmm. um, the centralizing of storyline. It would be obviously quite um, narrowly focused on the main character if it was just like Very a good. main and a supporting. Um, mm-hmm. uh, in in contrast to where's two leads, you have to shine the spotlight on both, and you have to give both of their storylines the due diligence so that they can basically show you yeah. why they're the catalyst. It, that makes a lot of sense, right? And yeah, it's 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 interesting what what you're referring to in terms of shining a light, right? Because like every emerging actor or whoever's on the come up, like they all want to land like a big role, right? But to perform in like an eight episode drama, right? It's not it's not a small thing, and I guess I say that from from the angle of who was it? I think was it Michael Salami? We interviewed him years ago and he said something, right? He said, like, everyone wants to be a lead, right? 
until they get the role and they don't realize everything. Yeah, yeah. In terms of like you're carrying because it looks fun. Sh- it looks it looks fun, in it. Like when you watch something, it, every time it looks fun, in it. It looks like you could. It looks like if if I gave you the role, you would do this and do that. And everyone has that like that that that. Oh, if I was. Oh, I would. Do you know what I mean? And I just, if I'm being honest, man, being a lead character, especially in a series like Champion Per Se, where mm. where you have veterans behind you, where like where like the people that are are, are under you that that you have to lead are are seasoned and and amazing actors, and this is the highest level of pressure. It's not like we're 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 all young and and we're all just trying a thing here and and like. No, it's immense pressure. And that's what I've kind of loved about my career in that sense. It's like when I came out of Top Boy, more or less the lead, and and it's immense pressure because I'm with big personalities. I'm with people that have had a career before this. I'm with people that are, are seasoned. My mum is Sharon Duncan Brewster. I was watching her on EastEnders. I was watching her on all these things, and all of a sudden she's my mum in the show. Like, And these type of things, it's immense pressure, but you don't... I guess as a young person, I, did, I don't realise it as much as I realise it now. Now it's almost that knowing that I need to bring my A-game every time. And, and, and being around these actors as well, and again, champion per se, mm. everyone was so excellent that you, you didn't feel like you could be like anything else. Do you know what I mean? You had to absolutely be at your best most times. Um, so, yeah, I just feel like, that it was, it was, there was a there was a strange quality about about being around people that 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 push you to be as good as you possibly can be in this moment with what you're given because obviously like with writing and 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 scenes and stuff you can be conflictual with things you can think oh I would say this differently or I would do this differently and da 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 but um overall like what what you're being asked to do wins isn't it that's what rules so it's like it's like there's only so much you can do with what you're given yeah that's yeah. that's what I see in every actor. But it's about how much you can do with it. Even if there's only so much, what can you do with it? Do you know what I mean? So um, I think, um, yeah. And can you put that into context? Can you put that into context in terms of you can only do what what you can do with what you've been given? So it's like, okay, cool. To give you context, if I'm given a scene and I read the scene and I interpret it differently to what's on the page, or, or I read the scene and I interpret the emotion of what I'm being asked to do to a different emotion, and and I would really like to do that emotion. I'm sure they'll give me a take or, or two to do my part and my version of it, definitely. But um, initially, it would be the conflictual en- uh, nature of this is how you're going to do it, and da da da. But even in my mind, knowing, okay, but I wouldn't do it like this, but all right. Do you know what I mean? So that's more so what I mean. Like, you always are conflicted like that as an actor because you will read differently, you read a, a scene differently to to the next man. You read a scene differently to how the writer wrote it. You read a scene differently to how someone else is interpreting it. Literally, yeah, it could be sure. anybody, but yeah. if I gave you a scene right now, you would your connotation would be different. How you how you say certain words would be different. You might say it in a format of a question, and I might say it in a format of a statement. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So it's like, there's different emotions behind different pieces of text. I read something, I see something different. You read something, you see something different. That's mm-hmm. why acting is such a beautiful thing because you give a different person a piece of text, they do something different with it. Yeah. It's not a repetitive thing. It's not like everybody does the same thing. And this is why, mm. as easy as it sounds, as easy as it looks, being a lead character is 
tremendously difficult because you have to make sure that you're at a level throughout the whole thing. And also what people don't understand is there's a level of exhaustion that comes with it because you're in every day. You're, if, the, if, there's a, if there's like a 19 week shoot, you're in like 18 of those weeks, 17 of those weeks. So imagine trying to be consistent for that. This ain't no bit part you come in for two days and you we see you in two weeks and you come back again and we see you in another five days and you come back. It, it ain't like that. So so I'd always advise people who think being a main character is easy or think that they can just like, oh, if that was me, like I always advise them to actually try it like because it's, it's be in that position and then tell me because I promise you it's, it's one of the most difficult things, but but but. Having great people around you makes it easier. Having great people around you makes it makes it a thing of you can't go wrong. When I'm mm -hmm. acting with Ray Fearon, Nadine Marshall, Joe Martin, um, Carl Collins, I can go on. All these veterans, all these great, great, great actors who I I consider veterans. There's so many more as well. If I forgot any of like the older actors, um, uh, forgive me. But yeah, having them around me as a base, and then having great um, actors who who are qualified and trained and and, and, and amazing in the field, like Deja Bowens, like Karim Hassan, like Francis Lovehall, um, Ray Black, amazing. Um, uh, we could go on forever. Genesis, Lindsay, amazing. So many characters in the show. Fergus, who plays like the JD, JD, uh, Shady um, music exec. Amazing. Yeah, yeah. The, the, every character had spice and, and, and something to them. And by the looks of things online, every character is unlikable, which is amazing. It's showing you that we are doing our jobs. We're showing mm -hmm. you we are evoking emotion out of you. Do you understand? Mm -hmm. So just to be a part of that every day, it was it was easy for me to not um, falter in my process. It was easy for me to, to make the right decision, per se, or whatever the case may be. But it was easier. I guess what I'm trying to land at, it was much yeah, easier. Yeah. Having that support unit, having that system, it was much easier. But yeah, don't knock it till you try it. <laughs> you know, um, no, I love that. Um, at, at this point in your career, right? Yeah. Um, especially coming off the back of Champion as well, and mm. I'm sure you know, you're you're getting more than one audition a month now. Um, <laughs> at this point in your career, like, how do you decide what projects you you want to be a part of? I feel like I'm just very intentional, but also I have a very good agent who 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 kind of, he gets the gist of what what to put me up for and what not to put me up for. So it, it okay. does make it easier in that sense that there's a filter through process or mm -hmm. or if he feels like something's not right for me, he'll disclaimer it and be like, I don't think you should, but like it's coming for you or whatever the case may be. Yeah. So I feel like I have a great agent in that sense that he's not just grabbing whatever comes his way and like throwing it towards me just cause, mm -hmm. you know what I mean? We're in a place where we've had in-depth conversations about where I want to be and what I want to do and what type of projects I want to be attracted to. And, and it seems as if that I'm getting filtered through the right things. So mm -hmm. more often than not, I kind of decide just based on my, my internal feelings about things, how I'm feeling at the time, things of that nature. Does it, does it, um, uh, does it align with my core beliefs? Is, mm -hmm. is it, is it not aligning with my core beliefs? Things of that nature. Cause I'm not going to take a project that I don't believe in. I'm not going to yes. take a project that I don't like the script of. I'm not going to take a project that, that I don't think is well written just because of like a bit of change or whatever the case may be, because that's not me anyway. I don't really do things for the love of money. I know money is very important, but it's not something I'd die on a hill for. Do you know what I mean? So 
me personally, I'm very intentional about quality work. I'm intentional about doing things that, that, that speak volumes to me because that's what brings out my, my best pieces of work. And if not, and if it's not that, I just genuinely have to believe in it because I was doing all these kind of like, oh yeah, I'll do you a favor. I'll do you a solid one and I'll get in your YouTube short and I'll do this. And I was doing those ones because genuinely I had love for the person or, or, or it would be like a, I respect what you are doing, actually. This is actually a really good idea. And da, 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 da. But at, at a point, people will see that and say, okay, you're available for this. And can I get you up for this? And now you have to start making decisions because you can't say yes to everything. You can't okay everything. You can't be in everything. Uh, and also, like, um, the decisions you make today will affect you later. So it's like, you've got to be mindful of that. You've got to be mindful that this this is a field that is quick to put you in a box. So you've got to be mindful of that. So you've got to tell yourself, oh, how many of these roles have I done? How many of them roles have I done? How many of these? Okay, cool. If I'm doing too many of these, okay, I need to lean back on that and then start going to more. To so it's like self-discipline, I think. Um, and just learning to say no will improve your life generally anyway. Like it would just improve your life. Because I feel like mm -hmm. if you're a person that just can't say no, you're always going to end up in predicaments, whether you like it or not. So mm -hmm. I think... Um, yeah, it's empowering learning to say no because sometimes you want to take something just for the sake of it. Sometimes you want to do that. But um, I think if you really trust that that you make quality work and you trust you're able to do that, um, you're not going to want anything less than that at, at a certain point after you've kind of been around and, and dipped your toe in certain ponds and you know what's for you and what's not for you. So I've done that. I've done my fair share of 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 not saying no if you like yeah i hear you I hear to get you. to this point of like yo nah. so yeah um no that's good that's good that's good that you're at that point man um femi ogan's uh john boyega's agent right he said that it's important to know what you want from the industry because it yeah. doesn't love you um what would you say that you want from the industry at this point I want notoriety more than more than more than fame or money or anything. I want I want notoriety. I want people to be able to associate my name with sheer greatness. I want people to be able to associate my name with good performances. Like like when you mention a Denzel, when you mention a Tom Hardy, when you mention uh, 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 Leonardo DiCaprio or, or Scorsese mm -hmm. or whatever, all you attach to these people when when it comes to well, I don't know about the outside life, but when you comes to when it comes to film, all you attach to these people is great projects and and i could go on there's so many more actors i could go on about like even if we're talking over here there, there's stephen graham and all these types of brilliant actors do you know what i mean nicholas pinnock there's so many actors i look up to um that yeah for me um when you say their names you you associate it with with good things do you know what i mean yeah, and then so that's that's kind of what i've set out to do but um yeah outside of that I, I um I just want to make quality work, man. I want people to 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 relate to things that I do. I want to be able to expand on that, and I want to be able to give back in whatever way I possibly can, whether that be build a school or like do something for the kids or or open a class or whatever the case may be, workshops, whatever it is. I want to be able to 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 reinvest what I've got going on, my mm. skills, my life skills, what I've learned, what what I've developed, what where you can go with the skills that I have. Um, I want to be able to give that back to people in some sort of way. But if we're talking about me, myself, in, in, in the most selfish way possible for this one minute, then I'd say, yeah, notoriety, of course. I, wanna, I want my name in, in 
in the lights for the right reasons. Do you understand? Yeah. Like for the right reasons. I don't want just any clout is good clout and all this type of I don't care about all of that. I genuinely care about good work, making good work, being a part of good projects, like like um stamping my name as as a multifaceted talent. And that's that's just yeah, where where my head's at. I wanna be a great writer, I wanna be a great actor, I wanna be a great rapper, I wanna be a great model. It don't really matter. I'm, I'm really in every lane. Just and I'm up. I'm swerving, so <laughs> might see me somewhere soon. No, I love that. I love that. I love that. Um, are there any any other um points in terms of like what we can look forward to from you this year? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I've been developing some good music at the moment with some okay. very close friends of mine. So yeah, music mm-hmm. should be coming out this year. That should be a good element of of something new for people to look forward to. Um, mm. we're also trying to slate some scripts at the moment so that it'll be good to try and at least film something sometime mm-hmm. soon uh, that we could put our name on which would be great yeah um, projects wise I've got quite a few good projects a few good short films coming out this year already and obviously you already know we're in the works with, with, with some f- other stuff but it's like nothing's confirmed so I don't really want to speak too much but obviously Champions on Netflix January 11th is dropped and if you haven't watched it make sure you watch it because it's, it's, it's the hot topic right now I love it. I love it. Well, long may your success continue. And yeah, man, it was a pleasure catching up with you today, bro. 